0: Welcome back to my dad's podcast, season two, My Blackest Challenge National. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Hope you enjoy the show. Bye! Hello, everyone. You are listening to My Black is Transnational. Happy New Year. My name is Dr. Kalechi Ibe Lambert. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Coming up on this show, we're going to talk about a new year, new beginnings, and so many amazing things that we've been through and so many amazing things that we're looking forward to as a transnational community um, in the black community. So we'll talk about that we'll talk about the year of return that was sanctioned by the President of Ghana we'll talk about what that looked like we'll talk about the whole concept of snowbirds and and just people who are traveling back home frequently during the winter time when you you if you live in a place that has winter uh, and then we'll talk about what all these movements these transnational activities are voting for for the next decade all right so with that, Let's go through our formalities first before we get into that conversation. If this is your first time listening to My Blackest Transnational, you can find this podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening apps. Whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you like to listen to good podcast shows. If you want to contact us, you can email me or email the show at blacktransnational17 at gmail.com. You can also check out our website if you want to just get all inclusive information on the show about our guest, about our upcoming episodes, about the history of the show. You can find that at com slash podcast. All right. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at podcast, And you can follow me personally at blacktransnational underscore. Okay. So regarding this whole 2020 thing, right? This is an exciting time for all of us because of where we just came from in 2019 and how 2019 simply ended. 2019 ended with, you know, 2019 was deemed by the, for those who don't know, it was deemed the the year of return by the president of Ghana. Um, And what his intention was when he made this announcement was that. This was recognizing the accomplishments of the black folks, our brothers and sisters of the diaspora, and wanting them to come home and celebrate approximately 400 years later, right, um, of slavery being abolished, essentially. And uh, naturally, 400 years of slavery happening 200 years after being abolished. And being able to have this welcoming of open, open arms. And I know we've talked about it many times on the show in various formats and and different guests coming in and really harping on the theme of returning back home. right? And this whole concept of transnationalism is about not strictly coming back home, but more so about building that bridge that allows you the opportunity to come home. Frequently, When I say home, I'm, I'm talking about Africa. I'm referring to your native homeland, right? For those who identify with Africa as a native homeland, that's part of what we use to, to define what ethnicity is. One of the common features that people use to identify ethnicity is by having a common history, but also a common homeland that people can can connect with. Okay, so when I say home, that's what I'm referring to. But anyway... The whole idea of coming back home and celebrating and people came through like tons of people who've never been went to Ghana. Right. And Ghana not only received them, but there was also an article that that reported that Ghana had permitted over one hundred and twenty five citizenships new naturalized for people who are from all over the diaspora. So people are not just coming home, but people are also becoming citizens. That's amazing. I mean, this is ultimately what this show wants to see and wants to talk more about is black people who are not necessarily from Africa, but who come home, who return home and build that bridge that allows them to go back and forth and connect with multiple nations where it it not just becomes something that's obligatory or an obligation, but something that becomes part of the expansion of their culture. It's a beautiful thing to see. And and so now I'll get a little personal in a sense of I was jealous. (laughs) Like I got real jealous this winter time because I got to see tons of my friends and family members and, And people that I follow on Instagram or people who I know very well who went back to their their homeland, whether it be Ghana, Nigeria, you know, Zimbabwe, South Africa, wherever it was. But people returned back home and celebrated and spent a good amount of time with family and friends and brought in the new year, you know, um, festively. So it was, I was a little jealous because I did it two years ago, you know, in 2018 and brought in 2019, but I kind of wish I did it for 2019 ending a decade back in the motherland. I, you know, really think that as we continue to go on, things are becoming, it's becoming more of an expected norm, you know, for us to go back home. But before I go deeper into that, let me backtrack really quickly in that whole concept of the return The year of the returning and in ghana specifically this isn't the first time that this has been done this hasn't this is not the first time that ghana has made attempts to try to encourage our brothers and sisters in the diaspora to come back home Um, there was a project in i believe it was 2007 and it was called the joseph project right and it was to commemorate 200 years since the abolition of slavery and it encouraged a lot of Africans abroad to return home. Right? And a lot of that was significant because of the whole concept for those who are who believe in the Christian faith and doctrine, the whole story of Joseph. He slowed into slavery in Egypt and went to Egypt and rose among the ranks and became pretty much the right hand to the king, to the pharaoh, I should say. And his brothers came, and the brothers didn't recognize him, and then all of a sudden they recognized him, but he returned home later on and saw his father. Like So that whole concept of being sold but then rising to the ranks and becoming something amazing, right? And that's what they were trying to do then is to recognize a lot of African immigrants that migrated and went to a new country and did a lot of amazing things for these countries, which is part of the the brain drain, but you see that Africans are very populous in other countries and are involved in high-level professions in other parts of the world except for Africa, right? So that call for them to come back was important and is an initiative that Ghana did then. And I think the Year of the Return was just a sequel to that. But I think more people responded for the year of the return because it was not just including Africans, but also African-Americans, blacks who live in the United States, who have no connection with Africa, but wanted to be connected with Africa. And I think it allowed them to come back home and just rejoice and celebrate and end a decade in style, which I, again, had mentioned was very jealous about. But, you know, funny enough, I think what this is doing is something that I'm I'm observing slowly and, and closely is that I think, you know, for those of us who are in my generation, I'm about I'm pretty much like 30 years old, but for those Africans or blacks or even just young immigrants who are 1.5ers or second generation, I think a lot of us now are becoming very, very aware and conscious about what it means to be able to go home it's no longer something that we're waiting until we are in you know our 40s or you know a lot of us now are going home at an earlier stage in our lives right and some of us are coming back to our native homelands and we're staying there or spending at least an extended period of time reconnecting with our cousins aunties uncles extended families and it's something that now we're getting we're looking forward to. You know, a lot of us now used to be very shy and unsure about going back to Africa because of all the calamity and all the corruption and all the you know, the things, the shenanigans that do happen and it happens in all countries. But I think what I'm observing is this embracing of our culture. We we, we tend to find this or have this epiphany. That takes place when we graduate college or we're right on the cusp of graduating college or university and we start to really take a good look at our lives and, and the benefits that we have to be able to go back and forth right and we start to see the emergence of all things that are african in the arts and music in the cinema right so it's no longer just as we've heard as you've heard in other episodes if you're a longtime listener it's no longer it's no longer something to be shy about or be ashamed of to be african it's something to be very proud of to be an african immigrant or to be black and i think taking advantage of that opportunity now people from my generation because i think my mother and my parents generations have always embraced that but they've been too consumed with work to be able to really you know they try to you know go back and do it for like business purposes but i think now their kids and those who may have immigrated at a younger age who i identify as 1.5 they are taking the initiative to want to go back to their native homeland to go back to wherever country their parents are from, their ancestors are from, and reconnecting with their family members. And that is major, right? Because not only is that allowing us to be able to really identify and re-assimilate to our cultural home, right? But it also now allows us to bring others with us because we've had the luxury of being able to grow up in the united states or grow up in london or grow up in a more developed nation we've acculturated to their ways and their styles we've developed friendship we've established ourselves financially we've established ourselves professionally we've developed social networks and professional networks and what this allows us to do is now influence our peers our colleagues or those who are unfamiliar with connecting back to the native homeland, and we allow them to travel home with us. I see a lot of people on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat who are traveling back to Accra, and they're traveling with friends and family members, right? But they this may be the first time that they're coming to Africa, and they're having an amazing time, right? So I think we now have the ability to be able to to influence other people to want to travel back to Africa. to other black people, specifically, who were a little shy, who had these negative perceptions of what Africa is, but I think with building trust with people who are second generation or who have family and ties to Africa or the diaspora, it allows them to feel more comfortable to be able to come back, right? And, and you know, in past episodes we've had Guests on the show who represent, for example, Prometra. We had Doctor Mavi Bailey come in in season one and talk about the the door of return and coming back home, and you know the walk, the path, the way of remembering and walking through the steps of your ancestors and coming back and, and having this celebration going on. We've also had the um, both Chidi and Ugo from Discover Giddy who. Bring people back to Nigeria and take them to Ghana as well, but mostly they focus on Nigeria and that whole concept of Africa to the world. But they have a good time with it; it's festive, it's celebratory, um, and, and they 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 kick it and they have a good time. In in addition to also having some educational moments as well. So I mean, there are people who are doing that as well from a from a business organ more organized standpoint. But I also think it's something special and there's something to be said. For people who naturally, just through organic relationships with their friends who are like, yo, come with me, come home with me. Right? Come come visit a crowd with me. Let's get our tickets early because they're expensive if you get it at the last minute. But put your money in, let's plan a year in advance and come home. Right? And that's that's important. And I think that's boding well for what I'm trying to transition into as far as the whole concept of what's going to happen for the next decade, right? I think this should be deemed as the decade of return because I think now what we are doing is we're, we're setting ourselves up to be able to build larger bridges, right? Not only are countries making these mandates or I shouldn't say mandates, but they're making these declarations and they're, They're calling it out. They want people to come back home. They're announcing it. But I also think in our own individual silos, in our own circles, we're also encouraging people to come home. And I think that's going to bode well for the future. I think we're going to be able to have many more people, many more countries who may follow suit. And if they don't, they should. I think that other countries specifically like Nigeria, specifically like Cameroon. I think other countries should also, if it was up to me, I would have other countries every year have their own, even multiple countries, have their own year of return, right? Inviting people to come back. Why not? Tanzania should do it. Kenya should do it. Egypt should do it. And I, and I do know there are some countries who are going through some turmoil, and I get that, so... You know, forgive me if I'm ignorant or I'm not fully considering it. But I do think in the ideal world, and I think we're closer to the ideal than, than most of us would think, but I do believe that other countries should make that call, make that announcement to have people come visit, even if not to stay, but call for them to come home, call for your brothers and sisters in the diaspora, in the United States, all across the world to come back to the motherland. And I think once countries start to do that or at least show hints and make small moves and steps forward, I should say, to that, I think you'll start to see that dream that I've always had as far as wanting us to become an institution as a black community. I think that would allow us to be able to build and reconcile some of that that tension that exists in the african american and african immigrant or black immigrant community it would allow for us to be able to to quench a lot of that fire that 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 beef will be settled between us as far as figuring out what, what is the reason to do why do we have this disagreement Why do we not see eye to eye? What are the cultural variances that exist that prevent us from being able to truly collaborate with each other instead of competing with each other? I think that is what this decade could set up to be if we continue to make that push. I think the resolutions for 2020 from a transnational angle would be to encourage all of us to continue to make strides to want to go back and visit a country in Africa. I know that there are some folks who truly go through the 23andMe or want to go through these um, genetic discovery from where they're truly from. And I don't honestly think you need to do that. Personally, maybe I've said it before in past episodes, I feel like you're in a position right now with technology um advancing and just with with the whole, with the with the wealth of information that's out there I think we are in position to be able to just pick and choose where we want to belong in I truly believe that's the whole concept behind transnationalism in a sense because a lot of a lot of African immigrants or black immigrants pick a country they want to travel to for the betterment of themselves and their family and the, the pursuit of affluence and and resettling they pick a country that they would like to go to, if possible, and they go there and they make a life there. They establish these connections there. While still maintaining and preserving their connections to their to original country, they build a new world and a new life for them in another country. And I believe that for my black Americans, you can do the same. You can pick where you think you would like to be connected with and go there and reconnect if possible. I, I, why not? And I think this decade should be should be that. It should be a, the decade where blacks start making efforts to come back home. So I don't think 2019 is the end of a decade in the sense of it shouldn't just end with the year of the return. I think 2019 bodes as the prequel, the beginning to the decade of return that's where i think black folks should head. in my honest opinion, in order for us to truly make these advancements, i know that we're, we're we're so sometimes we're so caught up in what's going on in the united states, but i think for us to truly understand and what tools we have in order to be able to fully make that change and evolve as a black community, as black members of this global community, We have to start pushing towards that Pan-Africanism. We need to start pushing towards coming home. We need to start taking advantage of our connections and relationships and our trust for other people to visit, to go see Africa, to see it with your own eyes, to see the beauty, to get spoiled. Don't sleep on it. I know what you may see on TV as far as this third world, this poverty porn that we see sometimes it's not truly all that it is. Take a moment and go visit where you're from. Even if it's not Africa, go to Jamaica, go to Haiti, go to the DR, you know, go to Brazil. Like, go to these places where blacks have a strong historical connection there. Get to go to your roots. Know your roots. This is an opportunity. This is a time. And I think 2020 should be, that should be one of the top resolutions for all of us okay so I wasn't planning to make this a long episode but I did want to have some opportunity to talk with you it's been a while since you and I have talked just by ourselves normally I have a guest I've been having tons of guests coming on the show, and we're going to continue doing that as well. But I wanted to take this opportunity to just chat with you all and just express to you all how happy I am to be able to continue this podcast into 2020, to be able to kind of experience this movement, this Pan-African movement that's happening uh, with the year of the return. And I do look forward to this being a decade of return. Uh, And then personally you know i think that this year is going to be a magnificent year at the very least for me and my family due to one the 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 coming birth of my son the new addition to our family but i do hope and wish that you all have a year of joy prosperity peace knowledge growth i, I mean this 2020 just seems to be special. I mean, I know people call it the roaring 20s. I think we've we've been through that. We're this is the rolling 20s. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I feel right now. This is the rolling 20s. Like we're rolling into it. You know, I think things are looking good. We're feeling good, and I understand like every year we're, we're going to have some 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 ups and downs. But I do think that this year I wish you all the, be- the very best, and I hope that it brings the best to you, but I hope it also brings the best out of you, okay? And I hope that it allows you to be the best to others. Please be open-minded. Please be respectful. Please allow yourself to bridge gaps. Please allow yourself to mend wounds. Please allow yourself to evolve. And your evolution is based on your ability to be able to create new ties. Allow yourself to know who you are. One of the greatest things that I read and I came across was from sang Tzu, who made The Art of War. And one of the things that stood to me and what he said was, you know, if you know yourself and your enemy, you have a very good chance to win. If you... know yourself but don't know your enemy a little bit then you kind of you may have a 50 50 chance but if you know your enemy but you do not know yourself then you'll never win and that's what this is about right we have to know ourselves and i believe that this decade of return would allow us To get to know who we are Know our roots Know our connections And establish these bridges That allow us to evolve And that's how we win the battle Against discrimination Against racism Against all this oppression Against blacks We have to know ourselves So Whew Yeah I got a lot on my chest y'all I got a lot on my chest Um, I just ramble for like 24 minutes straight No intro, no nothing Uh, But obviously, you know This is just how I do sometimes when I get to talk with you. But I will digress for now. I hope to have more conversations. Once again, I wish you all a happy, salubrious new year. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. My name is Dr. Kalechi B. Lamberts. My black is transnational. And I hope by the end of this, yours will be too. Peace.